0: Thanks for tuning in to the Link Church podcast. Link Church is located in Charlotte, North Carolina, and is committed to linking people to the life-changing power of Jesus Christ. John chapter 5, verses 7 through 9. And the Bible reads out of the New King James Version. The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man To put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. I'm just going to go back a little bit to verse six, read that. And verse six says, When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time he said to him do you want to be made well do you want to be made well and, and so those of you that are familiar with this story you know the context of these questions and this conversation that Jesus is having with this man and if you don't know it well then hopefully after this message you'll know it a little bit better today I'd like to speak from the subject from pain to power from pain to power somebody say from pain, pain to, to power. power yeah yeah from pain to power we're going to talk about that today and I, and I think this this text highlights a situation it highlights a condition and it talks about a man's pain and I want to talk to you a little bit about the pain that you may have you may not want to talk about you may not want to admit but all of us have some kind of pain in one area or another of our lives we've got some kind of pain. And the, the problem with this culture today is that this culture presents a picture that is without pain. Yeah, if you go on social media, it's a picture without pain. If you look in the driveway of your next door neighbor, you see the nice car. It's a picture Without pain, you see the Christmas lights and everything is going well. You see a picture that does not show pain because we love to, in this culture, showcase a a, a picture that is not uh, it is not descriptive or telling of the inner pain and the, and the inner struggle. But the great thing about God is that God is a master of turning our pain into power and and God is the master at taking the struggles and the issues and the turmoil and the the pain that we go through and turning it around and using it for our power I love this about God I I love this attribute about God the fact that God is he, he he loves to get into trouble He he loves to get into trouble. It's like Jesus will take the most extreme case and he'll use that case in order to move and to work a miracle. He will use the toughest situation, the person that has been sick for the longest time, the, the situation that looks too far gone, and that's the area in which he wants to work. It's a, he, doesn't, he doesn't take the little stuff, he doesn't take the ordinary stuff, but he takes on the most pressure-packed situation. Yeah, you see that in scripture, he, he goes to a man that had been sick for 38 years and that man is in our text today. Or or he goes and and he goes to a tomb of a man that had been dead for four days. His name was Lazarus. And instead of Jesus arriving when he got the news, he could have gotten there two days earlier. He stayed and he waited until the situation got even worse. And why did he do that? He did that because God loves to get into trouble. And, 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 and the fact that you may have some trouble today is an opportunity for God to get into your situation And I'm going to dig past your church face today. I'm going to dig past your nice clothes. I'm going to dig past your Christmas sweater. I'm going to dig past your link shirts. I'm going to dig past what you have on and get to the core, get to the pain, get to the struggle. Because it's when God unearths the pain that is down on the inside, that's when You get real power. Our text today provides a great story. A great story. This man was, the Bible says, at the pool of Bethesda. The name of this pool was Bethesda. It had five colonnades or it had five porches. And the Bible says in this area, under these porches, were all type of sick folk. There were people that were lame. There were people that were diseased. There were people that had mental disorders. There were all kinds of issues in this one place. And this man, he was infirmed. He was sick for 38 years. That's a long time. Somebody say that's a long time. Oh, that's a long time. I'm not even 38 years old yet. And this man was sick longer than I have been alive. That is a long, long time. This man was in a a, a sick place. Filled with sick people. Oh, he was in a sick place filled with sick people, and he was sick himself. Mm, You got a sick person in a sick place around sick people. All you're going to get is more sickness. He he, he is surrounded by this environment. Can you picture it? Just an area, if you were to picture this room, filled with sick people, filled with crying people, filled with bleeding people, filled with groaning people. Uh, they, they, they are, they're sick and, and he's surrounded by this environment. I want to talk a little bit about this environment because you have to be careful of the environment that you reside in. Oh yeah, I'm going to come to you today. You have to be careful of the environment in which you reside because your environment has the ability to impact and influence who you are it has the ability to influence and impact where you go and what you become it doesn't always but it does have a great ability to influence and impact where you are if a person is born into wealth they're born into wealth and they have a silver spoon in their mouth and they have a trust fund they, are, they have a greater opportunity and they have a greater chance at getting to success because they are shaped in an environment where they don't have to worry about money. They don't have to worry about education. And on the flip side, if somebody is born into poverty and, and, and they live not in a house, not in an apartment, but they live in a room with six people, a small room and 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 they have just one parent in the household that person is influenced by their environment It does not mean that the person born in poverty will never become successful. What it does mean is that the person that is born into extreme poverty, it means that they have more walls and more hurdles to get over and their environment will inevitably shape them. Yeah, it will cause them to look at the world skewed. In a certain way, in a certain perspective, because your environment impacts and drives who you are. And I want to talk to you about maybe the friends that you hang out with. I want to talk to you about maybe the environment in which you spend most of your time. Because how in the world do you expect to get spiritual strength out of an environment that is not spiritually strong? Yeah, how, how do you expect to get something out of an environment that does not cultivate your purpose and your power? Because your environment, environment will, will only cultivate or contaminate what you are going through. Mm-hmm. Your environment will cultivate and it will contaminate who you are. And so the question is, is your environment cultivating? or contaminating you. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is it cultivating you or is it contaminating you? Because you got a man that is sick for 38 years around sick people. Every day he's around sick people. Every day he hears the cries of of sick people. And and sick people hang out with sick people. Oh, y'all y'all not preaching with me today. But but, 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 but but I'm but I'm but I'm gonna say it anyway. Sick people hang out with sick people. Liars hang out with liars. Uh huh. Drug abusers hang out with drug abusers. Uh huh. And, and 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 depressed folk hang out with depressed folk. Oh 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 oh. Because we hang out in environments that will enable our dysfunction. Oh, oh, oh. because we don't want to change because change is too troublesome. It is too hard. So we will rather be enabled and be appeased by our environment, our our sick, sick environment. Don't you ever notice that that when you're around a lonely person, all they ever talk about is how they're lonely. All they ever talk about is they have nobody to go to dinner with, nobody to go to the mall with, nobody to talk to on the phone, nobody to text to because all they can do is talk about their environment. This man was sick for 38 years and he was just around sick people. And so you got to check your environment. Just nudge your neighbor real quick and say, check your environment. Who are you hanging out with? You have got to evaluate your environment. Is it conducive to where you are trying to go? Or is it contaminating where you are trying to go? Who is talking in your ear? Mm -hmm. Who is whispering to you? Who is playing in your subconscious? Oh, who is playing down in the caves of your heart? Who is talking to you down in the caves of your heart? You have got to understand that negativity will seep in uh, into your spirit. Negativity will seep into your psyche. And that's why you got to be careful of being surrounded by negative people. Oh, I'm going to come to you today. Uh huh, because negativity has a way of jumping on you when you least expect it. Oh, yeah, I feel that. Uh huh, because this man was around sick people. How could he ever expect to get healed around sick people? Uh huh, because you got to be careful, because your environment will perpetuate your pain. Oh, it will perpetuate your your pain. Uh Uh-huh. And you'll be wondering, why am I feeling so down? Why am I feeling so depressed? Why do I have such low self-esteem? Why am I feeling so broke? Because you're hanging around broke, folk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Because, because what is on them has the ability to jump on you. Uh-huh, why would the enemy, the devil, waste his time being a sniper from a long distance when he can come close to you and stab you in the back? yeah why why would he waste his effort so So his intention is not to be a sniper from a distance. his intention is to get in your circle oh, He wants to get in your circle. He wants to get in your stuff. He wants to get in your house. He wants to get in your family because that's the way he can do his deepest work. That's the way he can cut you the most. Your your environment. This man was was lame for 38 years. He he was in a, a sick environment. But the thing about this is that Although he was in a sick environment, he was also in a healing environment. Yeah, 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 there there is a a dichotomy going on here. There is a juxtaposition of the healing and the sickness. He was in a sick place because that's the place he desired to get the healing from. Uh Uh-huh. But the problem was that the Bible says that that when every, once a year rather, once a year, the angel would come down and would trouble the water, would stir it up. And, and the first person that would step into the water would get their healing. So, so everybody was waiting for this magical moment. It's, it's like church today. Yeah, that, that, that looks like church to me. A, a lot of churches look like that to me. Where, where everybody just comes together waiting for magic to happen. And, and it's a bunch of sick people waiting for healing, a spontaneous moment of healing to come. And you got this dichotomy of, and, and people wonder why so many people get hurt in church. You get hurt so much in church because church is filled with hurt people. It, it's filled with, with, with sick people. And you got to understand that this is like a picture of church, that we go to church and we expect, uh, we, we really don't expect God to do much. We figure that once in a while, God will move. Once every so often, God will trouble the water, stir our hearts, and healing will happen and pain will go away. But, but I feel like that is not the true picture of what the church should be because because this man was in his condition for 38 years but but maybe just maybe God never intended for him to be in that condition for 38 years maybe this was just a sickness that was supposed to be a phase Hmm. maybe it was just a phase Maybe maybe he had been in this place so long and, and his place of, beca- of pain had become his place of normal. And what do you do when you have been down for too long? And what was supposed to just be a phase has become your normal. Yeah, you, you've been in pain so long that you get numb to the pain. You've been in a struggle so long that you get numb to it and you get accustomed to it. You get accustomed to being broke. You figure it out. You get accustomed to it. You know how to move your bills around, how to not pay that one, pay that one. And how to schedule it so that you you pay it right in time, right before they cut it off. And you know how to move stuff around. You get comfortable with it. It becomes your normal. But God never intended for your pain to be your life, to define you. He intended for it just to be a phase. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say it's just a phase. I came to tell somebody that don't allow your phase to define you. What you are going through it's just a phase. The struggle you're having right now it's just a phase because he that hath begun a good work in you he's able to perform it. I believe that no weapon formed against you will be able to prosper. Somebody slap your neighbor high five and say it's just a phase next year this time you won't see me here oh I wish I had somebody next year this time you won't see link church looking like this oh I wish I had some help in here because it's just a phase And you can't allow the struggle to define who you are. But I will come back from this. I will get up from this. I will do damage. I will do great exploits. I will be anointed. I will have purpose. Somebody shout. It's just a phase. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I can't stay here. I'm sorry, it's uncomfortable. I'm sorry, I don't like broke. I I, I just don't like broke. Broke does not agree with me. Broke does not feel good. It may feel good for you, but I'm sorry. It's just a phase for me because my God owns a cattle on a thousand hills. And I will be blessed when I go out and blessed when I come in. I will be above and never... Never beneath. It's just a phase for me. You can't define me and lock me down to this. Yeah, my, my vision is too big. You can't lock me down to this auditorium. My, my, my vision is too big. You can't lock me down to just doing church like this. Because you may come back and church will be different. Because it's just a phase. I, I, I will not accept less than what God has for, for, for me. This man, the only reason why he is there for 38 years because he has allowed his face to define him. Notice that the Bible does not give him a name. Mm-mm. It does not give him a name. He is defined by his condition. Yeah. The man that sat at the pool of Bethesda for 38 years, that's how you know him. You don't know his mama. You don't know his daddy. You don't know his heritage. You don't know his last name. Other people got got names in the Bible. Blind Bartimaeus. He had a condition. He was blind, but the Bible named him blind Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus. He he had a name. This man was defined. Everybody knew who he was. John, when he was writing the book, he did not have to call out his name because everybody knew that there was a man that was there for 38 years. And Jesus came by and he rose and he took up his bed and he started to walk. And that's all that John had to say because they knew who he was talking about. Do, do people know you by your face? Oh, I, I feel. Do, do people know you by by broke do people know you by sick do people know you by 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 low self esteem by depression do do people know you by suicidal thoughts do they know you based on your sickness based on your pain this man he 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 was infirmed physically which means that he could not move A- and so he could not move and he was laying on a bed, probably similar to something like this. Probably, ju- the Bible says bed, but it wasn't a surter perfect sleeper. It, it wasn't, wasn't a Simmons beauty rest. It wasn't an, it, not even an air mattress. Yeah, yeah, more like a cardboard box. You see the folk out there with a with, with the cardboard box. And the man was laying, laying by the pool, for 38 years on a bed and and what struck me about the scripture was that he was physically uh, disabled but I also saw that he was also mentally disabled uh, because when Jesus came by and said to him do you want to be made whole the man didn't say yes he, he, he didn't say oh great this is my day He he said, every time I try, every time, every time I I, want to get up, every time I I try, uh, somebody gets there before me. There's nobody here to put me where I want to go. There's nobody here to help me get to where I'm trying to get to and and he's he he's lying down and he he's looking up at Jesus and he rehearses all of the ex- excuses why why he does not have any power uh he 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 is not just physically uh, disabled but he is mentally scarred he is in a a mental state of pain and i want to talk to your mental pain today he, he is in mental pain. You may be healed in your body, but mentally you are hurt. And, and what happens is, is that when people have been scarred, they, they talk out of their pain. They, they lie down in their pain and they talk out of their pain. Uh, when, when you come to somebody and you say, hey girl, how you doing? How, how, how's your little son doing? And and, and, and they respond and they say, why, why, why are you talking about my son? What? Well, you think I'm not a good parent? Well, you think, because I got divorced, I, I can't parent my son? Why? Why are you asking about my son? Well, you think something's wrong, I can't do the job right? Why are you always asking? Why are you asking about him? Well, what, what you think I'm not a good parent, right? You think that, that I don't know how to parent him well. And they talk out of their pain. And you didn't even ask that. But, but you can hear the hurt and the pain. In, in their in their voice. And, and you say, girl, how you doing? Why are you asking how I'm doing? What what do you think? I, I just don't have no money. You always think I ain't got no money. You always think I can't pay my bills. You always think I don't know how to manage my funds. Why are you always asking about my money? And you didn't even ask about money. But but they're hurt. They're, they're scarred. They're, they're, they're in pain. And this man is answering out of his pain. Because physically, physically... He is at the right place. He's at the place of healing physically, but mentally he's in the wrong place. So that tells me you could be physically at the right place, at the right place. But but mentally you could be somewhere else. So you could come to church. Oh my God. You You can come to church physically, but mentally you're not here. Oh yeah, you, you, you could be physically in a marriage, but mentally you're not there. You, you could be physically talking to your kids, but, but, but psycho- psychologically you're distant and you're not there. You could be physically at your job, but mentally you've checked out and you're looking for another job and you're looking over the fence. But God doesn't want you just to be physically at the right place. But he wants you to be spiritually and psychologically at the right place. So this man, he, 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 he does not have the right psychology. Because he's physically there, but he's talking down. He's making excuses. And you, you got to talk to yourself and tell yourself, stop making excuses for where you are because your excuses just just further and perpetuate your pain, because you're in struggle, you're hurt, you're you're going through a a struggle and issues, and all you can do is talk about the stress and the hurt, and you're, 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 you're you're on your bed. You're in a bed of pain. You close your eyes at night, and all you see is pain. Your spouse doesn't know it. Your best friend doesn't know it, but you're secretly depressed. The the pastor doesn't know it. The volunteers don't know it. But secretly, you're, you're, you're having suicidal thoughts. Secretly, you don't know if you're good enough. You come to the place of healing, but psychologically, you're not even ready because you got so much hurt. Maybe you've been abused. Maybe you've been scarred. Maybe somebody stabbed you in the back. Maybe somebody touched you inappropriately. And you got pain. And you've been in pain for so long, you don't know how to get out of your pain. But I'm so glad for grace. I am so glad for grace Because grace comes when pain is most prominent. Because you don't have the ability to get out of where you are. The only thing that can get you out of where you are is grace. And so Jesus comes and gives grace to you. And he opens his arms and he says that my grace is sufficient for you. And so Jesus comes to this man and he talks to this man, and he says to this man, Do you want to be made whole? Do you want to be made well? And I got three points for you three points that'll get you from pain to power. Are y'all ready for these three points? Because I, I feel like the text tells us three things that'll help us get out of our pain. When grace comes by and when grace comes to your house and you're in pain and you don't know how to make it. When grace knocks on your door, the first thing that grace will tell you to do is to get up. And I came for somebody to tell you, you got to get up from where you are. The first thing you can do right now is in this service, you Have the ability and the power because grace is open for you. You can get up. Right where you are. You can get up and make it to where you have got to go. You can get up from that sick place. From that place of pain. And you can stand up on your own two feet. I don't care what you are going through. I don't care what you are facing. I don't care how much you are hurt. But you have got to get up. You you, got to get up. He tells the man rise. He doesn't pick him up. He doesn't force him up. He just tells him to rise. Can you feel the miraculous power of God telling you in your spirit today to rise? Uh, Can you can you hear the voice of God reverberating in your heart telling you to get up? Out of your stupor. Get up out of your psychosis. Get up out of your mental disorder. Get up. Get up. Get up. You, 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 you've got to get up. And, and the second thing that, that Jesus tells him to do is take up your bed. Take up your bed. I, I, I've got to pick up my bed. because Because there's something about picking up your bed. The place that you are lying on, the thing that you are lying on, the pain that you are lying on. What grace does is that grace gives you the power to pick it up. You see, everybody talks about leaving your bed and walking away from your pain and your depression. But I've lived life long enough to know that, that even though I get delivered from depression, depression goes with me. Oh, y'all ain't ready for this. And 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 it's not that I'm not delivered. It's just that I'm predisposed to it. And and so God is not going to totally eradicate it from coming in your circle because you're predisposed to it. But what he will do is give you the power to pick it up because because what was carrying you when grace comes you now have the power to carry it oh so 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 what God is trying to do he wants you to walk with your depression not not that depression uh, has you but you have depression Not that you're laying in depression no more, but you're carrying it with you. Why can't you leave depression back where you were laying? Uh, You can't leave it there because everybody has to see you with your bed. Yeah, you got to walk in your streets with your bed. Because when they see you walking with your bed, they will know that there is a God uh huh. When they see you walking and now that depression doesn't have you, but you have depression, they will know that you got a testimony and you will not have a testimony if you leave your testimony on the floor, but you gotta walk with your low self-esteem and say I will not lay in my low self-esteem no more I will not lay in my pain anymore but I will pick it up and I will walk with it because devil you don't have me no more every chain has been loosed every chain has been broken and I now have the power I have been moved from pain to power and the third thing is you gotta walk it out you can't stay in the same spot holding your bed you can't stay in that sick place but now you gotta walk it out (laughs) and there's certain things that you'll never get through in life if you don't walk it out but when grace comes jesus didn't ask him how long he was there jesus didn't ask him what his disorder was what his pain was jesus said rise Take up your bed and walk. And I believe the word of God is for somebody today because he just wants you to rise, take up your bed, and walk. And there's grace enough for your broken heart. There's grace enough for what you're going through. There's grace enough for what pains you. We hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. For more information about Link Church, you can visit us on the web at www.linkchurch.com linkchurchnc.org